living so far. Busy living so far. Busy living so far. It's episode 412. Welcome. This is your first time here. And if you're back, welcome again. I'm so glad you're here. Busy living sober. I'm Elizabeth Chance. Welcome to my show. Please subscribe. And if you want to get my weekly newsletter, which is so informative, every Friday dropped right into your email box, go to elizabethchance.com and sign up for my newsletter. You'll love it. Lots of great information, some opinions. It's good stuff. So here I am today. It's Wednesday. January 24th, 2020. Here we are. We're all in it. And I'm like sitting here this morning and I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And I decided that I was going to talk about redundancy and the fact that we think that life is boring because we keep doing the same things over and over again. Now, I don't mean doing negative things. Now, I mean positive things. Like how many times have you gotten like, am I done vacuuming? Am I done doing laundry? Can I be done making dinner? We think it's so boring. I remember thinking it was so boring. But in reality, is it really that boring? It keeps our minds going because for one, if we want to be creative, we're like, wait a minute, what am I going to make? What am I going to make? But we really get to sit here and we get to use our brains and say, all right, what am I going to make for dinner that's different? It's healthy. I have to be creative. I have to be creative. That's a way of looking at it. And that is so much as boredom as in this gives me purpose, purpose in having a life. You know, I remember when I was drinking that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go out. And thinking that if I didn't have plans, that there was something wrong with me. It's so sad, isn't it, that you don't have any plans, Elizabeth? You have to stay home. It's Friday night. It's Saturday night. You don't have plans. That makes that equates to being a loser, right? It's a loser if you don't have plans. Why is it so bad? We think, our judgment might think, that we have to stay home at times, that we have to vacuum, that we have 47 loads of laundry that's never going to be finished, that we have to clean up our, if you have kids, kids' rooms, and you have to go clean out their drawers, and you have to go into their rooms for the 800th time and pick up the same things that you pick up every time, and they leave the towels on the floor, and they do these things and do these things. They can even be your grown-up partners that are doing these things, and they take us, and they spiral us, and they take us out of control, but why don't we look at it like, oh my gosh, I get to do these things. I get to have these people in this dwelling, which you call your home, I hope, and not just a house, but it's a home where you get to do these things for the people around you and you get to do these things showing them that you love them. It doesn't mean you go out and you buy all the extravagant things. Like I was just watching, I just saw this thing and I I, thank God I have somebody in my life that helps me with all this stuff, with all the social media. So I I don't, I, I will admit that I'm paying someone to do it. So I don't have to look at it because it always takes me in the spiral. So I, um, and I was talking to her about somebody that was on, that's on Instagram. And um, I'm just going to say who it is. It's that ballerina farm. And she's beautiful. Hannah is beautiful. And I'm sitting here looking at her like she just gave birth in her home, not even in a hospital, not even with an epidural. Like me, I was in the, I, I pulled up to the hospital in my car, my my um, 
kid's dad picked me, drove me to the hospital, and all I wanted the doctor to do was come out to the car and bring me an epidural and put it in while I was in the car. And then I wanted to be waited on like I was the diva princess, the queen that I am. And I didn't want and, – and, like, the thought of going to a beauty pageant in Las Vegas, getting on a plane with a newborn and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm getting on a plane, going – to um, another city with a newborn. Okay, my last child was born in December. I didn't even want him to leave the house. Let's just be honest and have have him breathe. And there were not there was nothing like there is today. Can you imagine getting on the plane with a newborn? But I found out that this woman, who I think is beautiful, she's in beauty pageants. She does all of these things. She has eight billion. I think she has eight or nine kids, something crazy like that. That I can't even imagine. Three was way more than enough for me. But I looked at her and I saw this negative press about her and I kind of got like, oh my gosh, why are people saying such mean things about her? And then, because look at her, she's like beautiful. She's like making all this, she makes sourdough bread in her kitchen. She has all these kids. She has this lovely husband. They have farm animals. They have flowers. They built, They have their own flowers that they have. They have their own cheeses that they sell. They sell their beef. They sell their pigs. They sell all this stuff. And they're just this wholesome family. I'm like, oh my God, it's the Ingalls. It's like literally back to the... um. Little house on the prairie when I was growing up. And um, and I'm like, why do people hating on her, hating on her, hating on her? Well, it's so funny because I just heard information I had no idea about that her her husband's father started um JetBlue and ran JetBlue, that they're Mormons, which is great. I great, I love people that have faith, but that's what they, you know, they're both of Mormon faith and his father is of their bazillionaires, right? So uh, behind the scenes, she probably has like people needing her bread when she's not on there having her camera person filming her. And, um, you know, me, I, it, this is all me myself. I mean, I do pay someone to help me with my social media and help me with booking people and all that sort of thing, because I will admit I have ADHD and it's, I don't medicate myself and, but I need somebody to keep me on task because I have, I, I will go off on a tangent forever and ever and ever. If you've been listening to me long enough, you know that, but I will be honest with you and tell you where I am. And I think with this Hannah, it would be great if she came out and said, well, I just want to let you know, my husband's father, we are very wealthy and I'm showing you my life. I'm wealthy through my family's business. And it's given me this opportunity to stand on this platform and show you my life. But just so you know, I'm going out and I'm doing a beauty pageant because I have staff that make it possible. I have lots of farmers that come out and help my husband work on the farm. I have babysitters. I have tutors. I have camera people. I have makeup people that aren't staff. All that. Just be legit. Just be honest. I feel like it's time to lift the curtain and show what's behind the curtain, like in The Wizard of Oz. Like there's Oz. We're going to lift up the curtain. We all have these things to do. We think it's redundant. We think it's boring. We have to be like the car. Like, think about it. Like, Kim Kardashian, does she ever take care of her kids? And when she does, all she does is take them to these extravagant things that you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take my kids to a soccer game. Not only am I going to take my kids to a soccer game in Europe, I'm going to take them on my private jet and I get to go meet all the players and I get to go take them down on the field. Well, just so you know, I pay for that. 
I sell my body and sell my body on social media so you can see me naked. That's why you want to see me. I'm going to show you my butt that I put in that was bought. I'm going to show you all my face stuff that's done, that I go and I get these peels and I get these things. Just like, you know, even um, Paris Hilton goes and she's got all these things in her house. Her family owns a large, huge conglomerate. I get it. You own Hilton Hotels. It gives you this opportunity. You go and you make whatever money DJing. Great. It's all good. We all understand what you're doing. But let's all be transparent here, okay? All of us do not are not born to families that, for one, our moms say, go out and go do a sex video, and I'm going to leak it to the press, and then you're going to get all this fame. Nobody has that. I don't think a lot of people have moms that do that. I just, I did not have mom that was like, go do this, and then you're going to get this, and then you're going to get all this money, and then we're going to go film our family, and we're going to make all this money. Lots of parents don't do that. That's not probably what a lot of parents out in the universe probably do. They want you to be like, go to school, get a degree, go and do something in your community, help people around you. I don't know, be a teacher, be a doctor, be a fireman, be a nurse, be all these things that we can be that aren't always going to win us these prizes that look so great. And I watched this other, I saw this other thing, which I thought was very interesting that, you know, Louis Vuitton, the company Louis Vuitton, it's one of the wealthiest companies around, right? All these people carry around these bags. You go out shopping. I don't care where you go. If you go to Costco, if you go to Walmart, if you go to fancy stores, everybody's walking around with these same designer label bags, right? I have to have this bag. This bag that I'm carrying equates me to feel like I am special and I'm rich, which makes me a good person. Really? That makes you a good person. Now, I have been myself totally into labels in my life. I have. It's not a lie. I have been like, this is going to equal meaning that I'm cool. The carrying this bag, driving this car, wearing these shoes, it all means something. And when it didn't really inside, when it went inside my body and feel the feelings of like, I'm carrying this bag. Now you're going to like me. Now you're going to think I'm cool. Now you're going to think I'm this. Now you're going to think I'm that. And it didn't happen. Because I still felt this, like the same person, but with the bag or with the shoes on. It didn't give me any special superpowers that made me like a witch or make me disappear or make everybody like me or whatever it was. It didn't work. It didn't work. I was still the same person. You walk through the process. You're like buying this thing that costs way too much money. And you're like, what am I doing? And then you buy it. You get this little high, at least I used to. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I just bought this fabulous thing. This is so great. This is so great. And um, you buy it and you get home and you're like, okay, now why did I do that? Did that really do anything? Gave me a little high. It filled that hole in my soul for a minute. But it really changed my life. Did it make it? better? Did it better my life? Did it better the way I raised my kids? Did it better the way I made chicken surprise? Did it better the way I went to the grocery store and bought the same mundane things you buy all the time, milk, eggs, bread? No, it didn't change any of it. 
It didn't change any of it. I was still the same girl coming home going, oh my God, I have to do laundry again. Oh my gosh, I have to go vacuum. I have to go make dinner. I have to go pick up those clothes that are all over the house. I have to straighten this place out. Life is so, we, we complicate it. I feel like this social media thing that we've all been drawn into, and of course me included, I'm, I'm owning this, babes. I'm owning this, you guys out there, that I follow these people. And I thought that I needed to look a certain way to feel a certain way, and it would make me feel a certain way to look this way, right? You look this way, it equals your world's going to be perfect, and it doesn't work like that. Um, believing in what you believe in and being true to that is what I think where we grow and where we get to this place of freedom, of real total freedom in ourselves. It's interesting. When I was drinking, it was all about not wanting to feel. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want to feel sad. I didn't want to feel remorse. I didn't want to feel like a loser. I didn't want to feel shame. I didn't want to feel any of these feelings. And so then you you take that away. You take away the alcohol and then you're left here as this human being. And for one year, I didn't make any real changes. And I feel like I was blessed in the way that I went, to, you know, and I'm not saying the way today's today's better, yesterday's better, whatever. But the way that I went through this program and the person that I'm going to say God put in my life, I know a human being introduced me to this person, but you know, I really believe that it's divine. Everything's divine intervention. If I believe that, which I do in my heart, that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen in the end. And when we're supposed to be a certain way and when we're supposed to hit a certain thing, it all, it's all happens. It's like when you meet your person, your soulmate or your partner, and you're like, I've lived in the same neighborhood as this person for billions of years. We know, we know, I've known them all my time growing up and I didn't get introduced to them till it was the divine time. Right? Right. Okay. So life is like that on everything, not just the person that's, that's your partner in your life, but everything happens when it's supposed to happen in divine timing. So when we walk through life and we get to this place and we're sitting here and we're like, okay, I've decided to quit drinking. And this person said to me, okay, you're not going to make any big changes for 90 days, for a year. I felt like that was a huge gift because I had spent the past, the 37 years up and coming to that date that happened. I got sober in August and I was 37 years old. I was turning 38 in October. And I, she said, you can't make any real changes for a year. And I really took that to heart. I said, okay, I'm not making any changes for, for a year. And sitting in the feelings of uncomfortableness does not mean bad. We equate uncomfortable as bad and being comfortable as good. But sometimes it's through the uncomfortable that we grow. It's unfortunate, but it's true. I go through a hard time. I went through, I, I'm going to say it was five years of a hard time. I think it was five years. Looking back, it was like five years of a hard time. I feel like it's just been in the last six months, maybe, maybe even five months. I, let's see. I moved into this house in April. So April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, almost 10 months. Okay. So it has to be less than that. But anyway, because it's the fourth month and we're in the first month. So whatever. Anyway, so if we were to go four minus, anyway, 12 is nine months. So let's just say nine months. Once I moved into this 
um, my little cottage and I moved into here. It's given me, I've, I've felt so much better since I've been here and I'm finally getting into my roots, getting rid of a lot of stuff and finally being okay with who I am in my inside of myself. Have I, or have I gotten freedom, real freedom? And that freedom that I was always longing for when I was drinking, I have today. And it took time, but through that hard time that I went through for those years, it was, um, it was really uncomfortable. And now I look back at it and it, 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 was it really bad? I don't know if it was really bad. It was uncomfortable. And I had to learn ways to pivot. I was no longer this, my job as with as a mother had changed dramatically. I had moved from where I'd lived for 20 plus years. That was a huge change, dramatic. I was married, um, dramatic change. My mother passed away, dramatic, COVID, dramatic. All these things that were huge, 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 huge things that were not comfortable. They weren't necessarily bad. It was just what had to happen. It was what the universe gave me at those times that I looked at with my glasses as saying bad, but it was actually all growth. All of it was growth. We can't see it when we're in it. It's like when we get to the other side and we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, I got through this time. It was totally uncomfortable. It was not what I really wanted at the time, but through it, I learned so much. So if you're in something and you're going through this right now and you're going, oh my God, this is so bad. This is so bad. Change it. Change the way you're viewing this. Say, you know what? This is uncomfortable time. Say, this is an uncomfortable time. I don't feel comfortable, but I'm walking through it anyway. I'm not going to pick up a drink or drug to dull myself because that's what's worked for so long. Because the reality is, you know this as well as I do, if you're listening to this, that you know what? If you drink that drink or you pick up that drug, you're going to wake up the next day and those same things that made you uncomfortable the day before that made you want to reach that drink or that drug are still going to be there. They're still going to be there. They're going to be still as uncomfortable as they were yesterday. And that little Band-Aid that you're going to put on yourself or ingest into your body, which you should love and care for just as much as you care for your kids' bodies that you think about. You want them to get their exercise. You want them to eat properly. You want them to be, you know, happy. You want them to go and have probably have some sort of religious I don't know what it is that you do in your family, but you probably want something. And you sit here and you say, I, tr I, I do this for my kids, but I don't do it for me. You've got to take care of you. It starts with you. It starts as your inside job. It starts as you going, I've got to take care of this. And if I know that I reach for that alcohol and I think it's going to make my life beyond my wildest dreams and it's going to make all these problems and all this uncomfortable go away, lie. It's not. It's not making it go away. In fact, it's still going to be there, but now it's going to be there with the regret and the remorse and the sadness and everything else, because you already know that what you're doing is killing you. You already know slowly, slowly, it's making you feel terrible. It's aging you. It makes you feel terrible the next morning. It puts you on a very short fuse. You feel just it's just nothing good comes from it. Nothing. Life, 
you know, we think it's boring. We put a label on it's boring because we don't look like we're doing all these things that look so exciting and so glamorous. But I think it is glamorous sitting down and having dinner with your kids or sitting down and having dinner with the person that you find important in your life, giving them the time, your time, your thoughts, your opinions. Now, your opinions might be different than the person that you're sitting across from, but it's through those conversations that we learn that we say, oh, I, I hear you. I hear your opinion's different and why you have that opinion. Is it going to change my opinion? I don't know. But I hear what you're saying. Now, I might change my opinion a little bit, but at least I gathered some information. I gathered some truths about you. I took time and I really listened to you. I feel like we don't listen to each other as much as we used to. Life speeds by. It's very fleeting, right? We're here and then one day we're gone. We don't know when that time is going to be. Only God does. And if we use all the time we're here, spent on looking at things that are outside of us, the noise, we pay attention to all the noise, whether that be television, social media. We need to fill ourselves with things that bring, make us grow. Have us learn. Now, I'm a constant searcher. And some people might see that as uncomfortableness or somebody that's got, I'm just always looking and wanting to learn more and learn more and learn more. And um, I always want to grow. I always want to see why things happen, learn about plants, learn about birds. I play the sports I play. I go to my yoga. But I take time now just to sit and I don't equate not being busy every minute of every day as being bad or good it just is and how do I want to fill my precious time that I have here do I want to fill it with going this is bad this is good this is bad that's my judgment this is good this is bad this is good this is bad this is good this is bad and it really isn't like that it's the journey. And when you are raising a family, part of that journey is laundry. It is going to the grocery store. It is coming up with different ideas of what you're going to make for dinner. It is sometimes boring. It is sometimes mundane, but boring is good. I don't know whoever said boring is bad. You know, I remember somebody saying to me, if you're bored, go join the circus. And um, ever since putting down that drink, I haven't been bored. Because I actually feel like there isn't enough time in the day. I mean, time just goes by like this. There's so much I want to do. There's so much I want to, there's like so many books I want to read. There's so many things I want to read about in history that I find. I love birds. I love to paint. I'm like, why isn't there enough time in the day for me to paint? I want to paint. But there isn't always. 
So I've got to carve out time. And sometimes that means I'm not going to go do this one thing, or I'm not going to go do this other thing. I'm just going to take the time to just go paint. I'm going to go paint and I'm going to go sit and I'm going to read a book and I might go sit on the beach and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Or you might decide to go take a walk in your park, or you might take, decide to go take a hike in the park, or you might go sit down and have a picnic with your friend, or you might just decide that you want to go walk around the neighborhood, whatever it is, taking that time to take care of you and say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to pull back the screen of my life and say, it's okay that I've got to make chicken surprise for the 800th time. And I've got to do laundry for the 800th time. And it's never going to be finished. And my rug is never going to look perfect. And I'm always going to have to vacuum. But it's all good stuff. It's all good, good stuff. It's all good, good stuff. All right. That brings me to enough for today. My phone's ringing and um, I'm going to go off to actually to a yoga class. But I just want you to know this. You are not alone. Nothing is good or bad. It just is. And you get to do these things like laundry and vacuum and make dinner. It's okay. That doesn't make mean you're a loser. In fact, you're a huge winner in my book. And if you reach out to me, I'll write back to you, by the way. Reach me at Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at ElizabethChance.com. Go on to ElizabethChance.com, sign up for my newsletter. It comes out every Friday. And as you guys all know, I have new guests coming every Monday. I'm already like getting booked up. It's kind of crazy. Um, lots of good stuff in the pipeline, just so you guys know. And please, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to my channel and know that you are not alone. Please know that you are not alone. You are not alone. Do not listen to the lies in your head. You have an amazing life. If you just try to make an amazing life, if you believe it's an amazing life, it's an amazing life. And if you say, I don't have, I'm a loser life because I'm comparing it to these other people. No, you do not. Own who you are. Love who you are. Go. I'm going to pull back the thing. And I've been lying to myself. My life is pretty good. I have somebody that I get to make dinner for. How many people don't have that? I have somebody I get to do laundry for. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Don't forget that. You're amazing. Even if you have to just make dinner for yourself. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And when you're falling in love with yourself, then that gives you the ability to fall in love with somebody else. I promise. Enjoy. I hope everybody has a fabulous day. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Wednesday. And until then, keep getting busy. Living. So bye, everybody. Take care. <laughs>